Good evening, Metal Faithful. It is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. And this is the Metal Hammer of Doom. Tonight, we are formally requesting in writing, in triplicate, we requested it through Shift Hound, that you clean off your filthy pigs, you turn over the dark side of the spoon... You understand that a mind is a terrible thing to taste? Open your prayer guides to the book of Revelation, Psalm 69. America can't. From beer to eternity. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight on the docket, we are reviewing Ministry's latest album, Moral Hygiene, which debuted October 1st, 2021. We're getting to it a month late because we had to do all the October nonsense first. But here we are. Uh, they released three singles from this album. Alert Level on April 24th, 2020. Good Trouble. That's an oxymoron. Uh, July, tw- July 8th, 2021. And Search and Destroy, which is an Iggy Pop cover. Uh, on August 20th, 2021. <coughs> Joining me this... It's actually the Stooges. I should uh, correct myself. Joining me tonight, first... The disapproving dad and the man who knows when to trick or treat, whether I like it or not, Jesse Starcher. How do you do, sir? Ah, uh, Mark Radlich, it is good to be here tonight to talk about the follow-up to America Can't uh, doing some ministry, and uh, hey, you know I'm so excited been chomping at the bit to talk about this album uh and i I was ever since i heard it was in the works i was all about waiting patiently for uncle al to grace us with his presence again listen i don't care about any of that here's what i brought you on to talk about (laughs) here's what i brought you on to talk about all right a couple days ago and i'm not we're not gonna spend yet another 20 minutes on this i'm just gonna i just want you to know people out there that when I do wrong, when I'm wrong about something, when I do wrong to someone else, on the occasion that I do, which I don't do much because I'm awesome, but on the sure. occasion that I mess up, I will. I am man enough. I am. I have broad shoulders enough. I have strong enough ego integrity to admit when I'm wrong. And I gave Jesse a, a bit of jazz on Sunday. Jazz, yes. yes. I gave him. Uh, I gave him some some shit. And I said, oh, I can curse on this show because this isn't going to get monetized. Ha! <laughs> Hot damn. Um, Suck it, YouTube. Wait, we get monetized? <laughs> That's Robert Cooper, everybody. Hi, Robert. Hello. Okay. Now go back in the corner. I've I took Jesse now. So, yes. Okay. We're, mo- <laughs> we're monetized on YouTube. Like, our shit makes money now. It's amazing. Uh, except for when I talk because apparently I get us demonetized every time I open my fucking mouth. So, but you're on like all the podcasts. So does that mean no money? <laughs> yeah. Well, since the labor of love, the, the Metal Hammer of Doom will never make us any money at all. It's just the most popular thing we do, oddly enough. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, point being, because I'm here. Okay, Jason. Right. Um. So <laughs> the point. <laughs> the point being that I gave Jesse an uh, an unending amount of crap for taking his kids trick-or-treating on not Halloween. And I went to my wife, who's the authority on all things I don't care about. Um, okay. You know, if, if, like, you know, the vast majority of the things on this earth that I don't pay attention to or I'm not thinking about, and I kind of need to consult her and be like, wife, 
someone told me about a thing in the culture, and because I don't care about it, I didn't know it was happening. And she was like, yes, this is happening, and these are the people that are dealing with it, and this is why it's escaped your stupid head. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you for filling me in, wife. And she says, stop calling me wife, I have a name, you asshole. That's how we talk to each other. <laughs> and... I, after the podcast, I went to her, I'm like, so get this fucking cornbread, one house, one horse town shit that Jesse's family does. And I told her that they will, that you guys go trick-or-treating on the first, the last Saturday of every October, regardless of when Halloween is, because that's what you guys do. And I'm like, isn't that crazy? And she's like, you know, that's, uh, communities have been doing that for years now. You know, if, if there's a lot of kids and a lot of families in the community, it's kind of an agreed upon thing that that's what they'll do because who the hell wants to go trick or treating in the middle of the week or on a Sunday when it's a school night? So, yeah. Wow, that sounds like exactly what I said. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I don't, you uh, don't because you don't fucking listen. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you listen to your wife at least. It's <laughs> not that I don't listen to you and listen to her or, listen, or not listen to her but only listen to Jesse because both of those th- things have happened. It's that I need to hear it. And have it verified Twice. at least three or four Twice. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not taking anything <laughs> on face value. Now, yeah, it's like not that. Not aside from the fact that I'm one person that is experiencing the exact <laughs> thing that I'm describing to you. You went and talked to your wife just so you could get a confirmation mm-hmm. that yes, that does indeed happen to somebody else, Mark. Yeah. Yes, it does indeed happen to other other towns. Yeah. So I'm glad. Yep. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so, glad. And I appreciate, I do appreciate the gestures that you're making here. Yeah. Uh, your apology is, I mean, sure, it's necessary. Absolutely. I'm glad well, you Jesse, feel better. I'm sorry, Jesse Starcher, for doubting you. <laughs> I will absolutely do so in the future. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Robert Cooper, fun, funny thing happened on the way to the podcast tonight. You want to hear about it? Uh, well, I mean, if I said no, you'd probably tell me anyways. So here's what happened. I'm at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at dinner. You really could have just said ham sandwich. I would have had the same reaction. Um, I'm, at, <laughs> I'm at dinner with my folks and my son. My, my daughter and my wife are at musical theater. So took this as an opportunity. I hadn't seen my parents in a little bit. Said, hey, why don't we get dinner? I can, you know, I can get a free meal out of them. And they were like, you know, <laughs> my mom. My mom gets the impression we're a close family. I get a free steak. See how that works. Um, so I, you know, I said to my son, I'm like, hey, we got to go to dinner with your grandparents. And he was like, you promised me a night all to myself. I could even make my own dinner, and you would leave me alone until bedtime. And I'm like, I know, but Grandma wants to see us, and we we should go see Grandma because she has a lot of money. And who should we go see? <laughs> Grandma. 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 God damn it! <laughs> I messed that up. All right, we'll, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, can you cue me up again, please? Pardon? Can you cue me up again? Oh, who are we going to go see? Grandma! That's Better. good. All is well in the world. All right. Nailed it. Anyway, so, like, go see grandparents. Make make a grandma happy. It's fine. You know, we both howled at the moon, and then we got over it, and then we went to go have dinner. So we're sitting at dinner, and Jonas wants to be a part of the adult conversation. He's there. He, why shouldn't he be, right? He doesn't want to sit in color. He doesn't have a game. He's like, I want to be a part of this conversation, whatever it is. And so at one point, he was, you know, so we're t- my dad and I are talking about something, and he's like, this is boring. I don't know what you guys are saying. Can we talk about something else? And I'm like, okay, Jonas, what do you want to talk about? And no shit, Jesse. He goes, <laughs> I have a thought. I, I, I'd like to posit a theory. 
what if everything we knew, everything we know to be true, was in fact a lie? And I'm like, if this motherfucker Ooh. pulls out a blue and a red pill, I'm running out of this goddamn <laughs> restaurant. Oh, man. Sounds like he's been hitting, so, hitting, the, uh, hitting the old truth serum there. <laughs> so I'm like, go on. That is straight up, that is YouTube. My son says shit like that, and I'm like, I See, YouTube. that's why we're having this conversation before we get into the ministry album. Um, and this all connects, because ministry is into conspiracy theories. My son now apparently into conspiracy theories. Um, but yeah. I, 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 had to, I wanted to share this with you because I was like, is this just my weirdo kid, or is this kind of a thing now? Anyway, he's like, what if everything we knew was a lie? And I'm like, go on. He goes, well, what if, say, for example, George Washington wasn't really a historical figure, but rather a myth? And we just perpetuate the myth year after year after year. And we tell kids about George Washington because it serves some sort of ulterior purpose. But he's not really real. This is your son. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. Saying this. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. If I were to actually... some really... I mean, granted, it's it's YouTube recycled stuff. Okay. But I will tell you that it's interesting, just like it was for me when I heard my seven-year-old saying stuff like this to what think your, that what does your seven-year-old say uh, I, well i'm i i was sitting there thinking, trying to think of something. <laughs> <laughs> that's next year i guarantee it he, he walked into jesse's basement one day just threw down a bunch of charts and diagrams and be like let me tell you about the magic bullet dad have you have <laughs> you seen loose change dad oh, uh, um so yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything specific off the okay. top of my head, but I know that just to to think that stuff like that is r- resonating with them at this young of an age. Yeah, uh, you, you know that. What what the fuck were we thinking of when we were seven? When not we were that. Eight? Oh, not mom. that. <laughs> <laughs> I w- I was not contemplating possibly living in the Matrix. I can tell you that right now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So- it's like, it's crazy. He, uh, I had to explain to him the long-storied history of documentation that you would have to go back to kind of biblical times and before for you to start really thinking about, well, is this really what happened or is this just a myth that was perpetuated for whatever the reasons were? I'm like, for the last couple of centuries, we've had a pretty good documentation system and only one or two libraries that burnt down. We're fine. Right. George yeah. Washington, real guy, did most he's of what he said. He's, <laughs> he's a dude. Did most of what it's been said he's done. You can rest assured about that. And then he kind of takes a beat, and he's like, is it bad that at seven years old I'm really into conspiracy theories? And I said, yes, you neckbeard, and you can't be on Reddit anymore. No, um... <laughs> he actually asked me. I actually made that joke with him. I, I, I was like, what, have you been on Reddit lately? He's like, what's a Reddit? I'm like, you'll never know, because uh, yeah. I won't let you go down that rabbit hole. I yeah, know the... no, please, please don't. <laughs> He's going to be, like, showing up to, like, dinner parties, <laughs> being like, uh-huh, did you hear about the chemtrails, Grandma? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I fear for the day he gets the right to vote. Um, <laughs> like, hey, it's all right. It can't be any worse than the people we already have. There's this orange head on television telling, let's make America great again. I'm voting for him. No, you're the fuck not. I'll make you commit I mean, a felony fair, just to get your voting rights did. taken away. A lot of people did, unfortunately, but that's a, that's okay. Uh, actually, it's not okay. <laughs> well, no, no, no. 
Well, that's Uncle sweet. Al's here to tell us why. Yeah, Hello, Uncle Al. good right. segue. Very, very nice segue. You feel like you've done this podcast before. Um, uh, a few years. All right, so we have been documenting ministry on this podcast for the last couple of albums. We did From Beer to Eternity. That got re-aired recently on here. In fact, when this came out, I re-aired it. A couple of years before that, we, um, or rather before the re-airing, we reviewed Americans. Uh, we haven't reviewed anything else by ministry. I, I know that because I looked. But <laughs> Moral Hygiene is the 15th studio album by ministry. Um, it was in production for about three years following the release of America Can't. The album marks the band's first collaboration with bassist Paul DeMoore, who joined ministry in 2019, and the first one to include a song cover since Relapse. Which sucks, by the way. Um, Moral Hygiene also includes guest appearances from uh, uh, guitarist Billy Morrison. Um, uh, former Megadeth bassist David Ellison. Former NWA member Arabian Prince. And Ministries frontman Al Jorgensen's former bandmate in Lard, Jello Biafra. Oh, Jello. We need to do more Jello Biafra stuff on here, Jesse. Right, right. I agree. I kept thinking the entire time you kept saying Jello the opera for the longest time. I'm like, when the fuck did Jello get an opera? Considering Jello. everything gets made into musicals these days, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Uh, I mean, also- we we could write we can write the Radledge and Broadcasting musical. Oh my goodness! Called Jello the Opera. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jello the Opera. We'll use Grammarly to do that. More on that later. Oh, well, ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we're going to get popular enough to where we can be on Amazon Music. Maybe. We're Ooh, on watch Amazon. out. It also marks the first album since Rio Grande Blood to not feature guitarist Sin Quirin, who quit the band in March 2021 following the previous year's allegations of... Take a wild guess, Jesse. Sexual harassment. Close. Underage sexual relations. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I guess he took the joke of grass in the fields play ball a little too seriously. Ouch. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. Please don't do the tongue roll to that. <laughs> I don't want to end up on a list. Oh, we're on a list, buddy. Uh, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're pretty. <laughs> they got to have pictures of all three of us on the local library by the time we're done. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And it really, and it really, we really should have Mindy put it on a t shirt that we can sell. If they have, if the FBI has a file on Slipknot, they have a file on us too. Oh, um, yeah. So anyway, so Jesse, what are your thoughts on Ministry over the past couple of years? Because like we've talked about them, and I and I have sung their praises, but the albums that we covered were not great, uh, or we made fun of, or whatever the reasons were. Uh, so we've 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 never we've never really on this show sat and listened to the really good meat of Ministry, the best stuff that they've done. Right, right. Yeah, I, I remember being a fan of uh, their previous album, America Can't, and I really enjoyed it enough to where I've revisited at least, I'd say, I don't know, two or three times a year since its release. Mm-hmm. And has, what was it? Was it 2019 or 2018? 18. 2018. Okay. So, you know, I was impressed with what we heard there, uh, and we had a fun time covering what was happening in that album, what was being said. Um, now, as to the previous, if you remember correctly, I was not a ministry fan, I, or I shouldn't right. say I was. I was not uh, somebody who had listened to a lot of it. So, yeah, buddy, it's it's still 
it's still my agenda to go back and jump into the discography of these guys. Uh, I know you and I have shared uh, an experience watching, was it Jesus Built My Hot Rod? Yeah. Um, no, that was Lamb of God's cover, though, wasn't it, I think? No. Didn't I think Lamb of act- God? Didn't we actually watch? I know, I feel like on one of the Metal Hammer of Doom extras that we did, we did a bunch of different ministry videos, because I remember talking about the Just One Fix one, and the old guy standing in the middle of the road and was having this good laugh about that. And I swear okay, to God, I think right. we did Jesus Built My Hot Rod. Here. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I'll, I... I might look it up real quick. Hang on. I might be getting that confused with... Uh, well, anyway, either way, so you've at least had the opportunity to play some of the ministry that you've enjoyed in the past for me, and I've never come away with like, oh my gosh, I hated it. Now, Surgical Meth Machine, uh, I know it's kind of like uh, adjacent <laughs> We're uh, tired to this of it. right now, <laughs> but boy, oh boy, that was, we're tired of it. That didn't come from Surgical Meth Machine. Uh, we got Nickelback. Our 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 ex our especially wonderful uh, Nickelback clip that I don't think we have anymore. Nickelback, um, I would give, give you a penny back. Hey, I got That's, an answer for you. We did just okay. one fix: Twilight Zone and Ninety Nine Percenters. Okay, okay, all right. So, well, yeah. I, I mean, so there you go. I mean, I haven't had a chance to go back and listen to a lot of their previous stuff. Uh, so I'm I'm still just kind of new to this uh, ministry game. All right, you, Robert. Um, I know when we, going back and listening to the From Beer to Eternity, the thing about that show was that was, I think, like your first time listening to the band. And I always felt really guilty about that because I was like, oh, this is the, like, I've done nothing but sing this band's praises. I'm making Robert listening to him. This is the first time. This is his first impression of this band, and it sucked diddly ucks. Um, and again, I always felt bad about that because I wanted you to like ministry as much as I did, and there was no way you could after listening to that album. Have you since, and you weren't on the America Can't review, so have you since gone back and listened to any of the old stuff, like Psalm 69 or uh, A Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste or anything like that? Uh, Not really. Uh, I'll be honest, there's some tracks on this album that make me want to go check out what they used to sound like because Mm -hmm. I feel like some of that could probably be reminiscent of their previous sound but yeah judging from the last few albums as well as the meth machine that we tackled jesus fucking christ uncle al really uh <laughs> i i really feel like sometimes he has too much inspiration in the world for uh for what he could be making songs out of because <laughs> oh my uh, goodness right yeah i mean i feel like in terms of ammunition this guy's a regular school shooter so <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right. Who wants I to mean, hear the some... targets are easy, and he's loaded. Who wants to hear some music? Do you want to hear music? We've got music we can listen to, Jesse. I love it. Let's let's get this party started. All righty. Uh, so let's do, you know, first, if you're just listening to us for the first time, you're wondering, will they ever play music? Ever? Uh, yes. We're going to start right now. But we're going to play three tracks at a time, about a minute of each track. Here we go. Got alert level, good trouble, and sabotage is sex.
I love Jello Biafra's voice. I really do. Like, I at some <laughs> point I gotta I we gotta get some lard on here. See, the problem is like every week that we do a Metal Hammer of Doom, it's always the new albums. Like we don't we don't have fun anymore. Now we we don't do like, hey, there's nothing out coming out this week, but we need something to talk about, so let's do a Slayer, you know, retrospective, or let's do a death retrospective, or let's do t- you know, the entire history of Megadeth in two parts. Uh, we don't do stuff like that anymore. Um, you know, maybe like we do something for Christmas, but that's about it. But I really would love one day to just do like an ode to Jello Biafra and all of his various nuttery. Um, not to mention a, a ministry retrospective, but I don't know, maybe someday. Um, in any case, I love Jello Biafra's voice. So far, uh, of the three songs, my favorite of those three was Sabotage's Sex. Uh, and I have to say, already we're off to a better start than I think the last two albums with uh, moral hygiene. What do you think, Jesse? I will say that these first three tracks are absolutely what I wanted to hear from Uncle Al and Ministry. As I started this album, I was like, if we are going to do this the rest of the album, there's going to be some accolades, some praise sang about Ministry on the podcast. Uh, and I will agree with you there. These are three of the strongest uh, off of here. So that is going to set it apart from America Can't. Um, but I unfortunately will tell you that I think it's after these first three, we're not going to be keeping up the pace, in my opinion, as far as uh, enjoyability for myself anyway. Um, real quick, just to kind of throw out we head over to genius.com. We always get to see some stuff from Apple Music over there. Uh, and I'll talk to you about Sabotage's sex, and I'll read to you what Al Jorgensen said. Uh, so he says, I'm really persnickety about the lyrical content and the message I want to send, but also vocal technique, effects on the vocals and such. I wasn't really happy with the vocal I did on this, so I thought, let's give Uncle Jello a call. I've known Jello Biafra for decades, and I know his perspective is very similar to mine on almost everything. Within two days, he sent back Sabotage is Sex. He sounds amazing in rare, true form, actually, but if you want to know what it's about, you'll have to ask him. So I don't know if that's like, you know, if they if he just laid down the, uh, you know, the music and then sent him the opportunity to just come up with whatever he did. Here, Jello, Jello this up for me, would you? Oh, right, 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 Mate! Spawn and die! Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Uh, no. No, I have not. You've never heard Mate Spawn and die? No, damn it. You've been on one too many shows with me. You see my... You see my nuttery. Oh, no. No, not my nuts. This is a Christian podcast. No, it is not, sir. I know. I once talked about wanting to burn down a local church. Don't you have a date over? She's laughing at it. She laughs at church burnings. Where did you meet this girl? I mean, what can I say? Marshmallows for everybody. Did Did you meet her in some sort of four chan or what is the one that that Jeff's always trying to get me to go on? Four um, chan. <laughs> this is not. Well, I mean, at least it's not like two chan. What um has has Jeff from the MCU's Bleeding Edge ever asked you to join whatever like forums thing that he does? Oh no, I can't make the joke because I'll end up on a list. <laughs> Jesse, Nambla. No, 
Okay, I made the joke. There we go. We're all on the list now. I don't, don't know why you just yelled out Nambla, but that's not what I was talking about. Now, well, there's... yeah, well, I don't know. You were trying to get get him to guess whatever forum that is, and I just kind of the one no, that don't. felt like I... Nambla was a good choice. I, it's not. <laughs> I'm aware of what Nambla is. I once told my friend that while we have Nick Fury, agent of uh, Shield, I think he would be uh, agent of Nambla, and he's like, "What's that? Hold on, I'll look it up." This took a dark turn unnecessarily. Um, <laughs> I can't. Anywho, I, okay, no, he, I met her on a dating site, and it's uh, it was pretty all right. It was a dating meet, site that uh, both of us thought was going to be a joke. Did you meet her in like a Reddit conspiracy theory thread? Uh, actually, you know, funny thing. Uh, oh God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, actually, we didn't. I was going to make a joke about uh, no, but I'm sure your son might meet someone there someday. I go almost <laughs> guarantee it. Um, and I will have just as much of a headache listening to him as I do the inmates that I talk to who want to spout conspiracy theories at me. Anyway, Jesse, your thoughts on uh, Ministry's first three tracks? Fantastic. <laughs> I hope... <laughs> I, like I said, I would hope that they would keep this up, but I think these are the three strongest off of here. Okay. Um, I, I listened to this earlier today and a little bit last week uh, in preparation for this. I don't maybe it's just because I was busy doing other stuff while I was listening to it, so I wasn't as focused on it maybe as I should have been. But I I just felt like this moved a lot faster and a lot better than the last two albums did. It, it's, this one also didn't seem to annoy me nearly as much as I remember America can't can't annoying me. You know what I mean? Oh, it annoyed you, dude. Well, we I made mean... fun of that record hardcore to the point where we pissed people off. Well, okay, I I will give you that. I mean, if we're talking politics, that's a different story. If we're talking songs, I I enjoyed what I heard, mm -hmm. but man, when it comes into like the politics and stuff, yeah, there's some criticism that could easily be lobbed toward what we're getting in this. Um, I I think, although I believe the message in these first, at least the second two, "Good Trouble" and "Sabotage's Sex." I mean, you can't really, you can't really uh, not get behind a "fuck the police" song, right? I mean, come on, Mark Radlich. I know that's what you're screaming every day at the jail. Um, Hang but, on, I, I want to, uh, I want to take you back. I want to turn back the hands of time. You ready? Do it. Do it. Three years ago, this is awesome, guys. Very cool podcast. I feel they're, they're, this is their best. This is regarding America Camp, by the way. Uh, well, I feel this, this, this turns ugly real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I can't. Oh boy. All right, go ahead. I feel their their best is Land of Rape and Honey. What? You're not down with Phil Pig? Damn that! Like he was doing like like a stream of consciousness as he's right. as he's listening right. to the podcast. You're not down with Phil Pig? Damn, that's tragic, man. Phil Pig is totally fucking epic, yo. How about Adamasa? Some menina. That's my other favorite ministry. Gotta say, this new record is a pleasant return to form reminiscent of Dark Side of the Spoon and the Almighty Filth Pig. I'm loving me some groovy-ass America... Okay, moving on. Thanks for the comment, friend. My favorite is Psalm 69, the George W. Bush trilogy, and Land of Rape and Honey, uh, and mine is a terrible thing to taste. That's what I said back to him. He says, Should also send a special shout-out for Twitch. Uncle Al and Adrian Sherwood practically invented industrial darkwave music, and I'd be remiss not to express my undying infatuation of the darkly elegant with sympathy. Um, 
Okay, I responded to that, and he goes, you're kind of hung up on Psalm 69, bro. <laughs> NWO is cool as fuck, but please, dude, Uncle Alan and his cronies have done so much epic music before and after that record. Lest we forget Every Day is Halloween is like the greatest song ever written in the history of everything. <sighs> And yeah. he goes on. All right. <laughs> the same guy. Right. Wow, I this... just realized... <laughs> this never stops. What in the fucking name of Sam Hill is this guy on, man? Wow, I just realized that I actually love every single Ministry album. The Bush Trilogy is killer epic. Even the last two before the new one have their moments of visceral exuberance. You don't like Surgical Meth Machine? That one blew me the fuck away. It almost made me yeah. into Uncle Al stalker. Now we're boy. losing people. Yeah, now this, we're losing. I mean that that made me want to blow my bowels everywhere, but this, that's about th- it. This turns into misery real quick. Set- <laughs> oh no, the movie? <laughs> yes. I'll oh set- god. I'll settle with being their biggest fan instead. I'm a bona fide ministry geek aficionado and all things Al Hypoluxa Jorgensen fanatical fucking whack job and damn well proud of it. And it yeah. just keeps going. Victims of a Clown has the, the potential to be a hit song like on the Billboard's Top 40 mainstream. I'm going to go ahead and tell what? you that never happened. Because <laughs> it's, it's so fucking catchy and it stays with you. Definitely the I best one like on the new record. I did like that records. song, but it is not. See. <laughs> uh, best one on the new record with Twilight Zone being a close second to the chagrin of most butthurt fans. I dare to say how deeply I love the controversial track Antifa. <sighs> the guy who complained oh, about Victims of a Clown not having enough because it just went on and on. Well, play him the entire track. It envelopes into other cool stuff with an epic ballsy ending that segues nicely into the awesome song, We're Tired of It. We're tired of it! We're tired of it! Oh, God. And it goes on. Listening to this broadcast again, and I must declare my agitation. Oh, okay. <laughs> Declare it, sir. Declare it loud and proud. You're uh, well, decimating. I mean, good. At least we know that if he ever goes, if he ever goes flying, listening to our stuff, he's declared it. Declared. Um, despite my agitation towards your decimating remarks against my many ministry albums that are all considered cult classics, Phil Pig, Dark Side of the Spoon. By the way, Phil Pig sucks. Dark Side of the Spoon sucks. Animositismina mina sucks are all seminal works of incendiary imagination. I am truly offended by your slanderous remarks. I find your rhetoric to be... There's no way this guy could be... He cannot be taking... We we can't be taking this dude seriously. There's no way this guy is an actual person that feels this way. Like... There are 20 comments and most of them are this guy. Wow. (laughs) That's so bad. I mean, look... I I guess you don't want me to keep reading. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's me or the audience that wants, uh, you know, <laughs> just end it. Um, Finish it. <laughs> there is one. Oh, gosh. Okay. I, there is one here that, that made me. Okay. This one makes me crack up. And then I'll stop. Ugh, man. When you say that phrase, despite ministry and all their shitty albums, it makes my blood boil, dude. You were so fucking wrong about that. Yeah, it's almost like people could have different opinions on things. It's weird. No, you're so wrong, dude. I'm so wrong. I am I am objectively wrong about that. It's like saying your heart is in your mouth and your foot's on your head. Objectively wrong. I yeah, I I, I mean, look, I I I again will say that I really dug the last album. I thought mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Um but I'm, you know, this guy really likes his ministry. Yeah. 
and he and, will not I mean, be convinced that they, otherwise. That's just fine. He will. That's fine. That's fine, sir. We appreciate the interaction, and you know, God I, have mercy I think on your soul. He, he may have been one of the people that made me decide that maybe I should turn YouTube comments off for all of my videos from here on out. <laughs> no, that will always and forever be baby metal and Judas Priest. I was telling Thank somebody else. Kira. <laughs> oh man. Gosh. Are we ready to hear another three tracks? Yes. I mean, I didn't even get to talk about the three. Oh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Coop. So I didn't know that was Jello Biafra. I was very confused because I thought it sounded very much like Bobby Blitz Ellsworth. And I was like, why the fuck would Bobby Blitz be working with Uncle Al? He's a diehard Republican. Oh, boy, that would be something. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I was very confused. I'm like, this can't be Bobby Ellsworth, but it sounds like him. So knowing that this Jello the Opera, uh, <laughs> it makes me it makes me want to go, you know, spend some more time listening to the opera. What can I say? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, these first three tracks were really fucking good, and it had me a lot of hope. I'm like, man, this is why Mark's so into this band. And then as it kept going, I was like, wow, I can barely hear any of the words in this, and it all just sounds like background music. It becomes the clip show. Yeah. All right. Now let's move on. <laughs> to the next three okay. tracks here. Um, here we go. We've got Disinformation, the Stooges cover Search and Destroy, and Believe Me. As misinformation and so-called fake news continues to be rapidly distributed on the internet, our reality has become increasingly shaped by false information.
All right. Uh, the first half of this album is brought to you by one of our great sponsors, and that is Grammarly. Oh, Jesse, you know what Grammarly is all about, don't you? Oh, my goodness. I have just <laughs> loved the fact that I could use Grammarly when I am doing my notes for my comics podcast, when I am writing up some synopsises. I bet you right then Grammarly would tell me exactly how I'm supposed to say that word. That's right. Well, it just so happens that uh, Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Uh, Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today and take advantage of the free trial that we're giving away, um, Go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. Uh, so you click the link, help it helps us out, and then you get a great product that you can try out and see if it'll make life uh, uh, writing on the web easier for you. I know it does for Jesse, does for me, does for Pat. Pat and I have to rely on a lot of notes for all of our boxing and wrestling podcasts because we're digging into a lot of history. And Grammarly helps us both keep things organized and write things in a way that is entertaining for all you millions and millions of fans of the Rad Legend Broadcasting Network and millions more every day. (laughs) (laughs) What are you laughing at, Cooper? Don't laugh at me. Millions and millions. <laughs> over spread out over many different catchers uh, and eras. platforms. Yes, shut up. Um, what if we have a million? Do we have a million listens if you add up everything the entire network has done? I yes, yes. We actually okay. Do. It's, it's it's really bad. It's really well easy. over it actually. I think yeah. Um. Well, I you got to understand. Just going by a couple of ones on YouTube where people thought it was the actual movie got us up over a million really <laughs> yeah oh that's funny yeah oh yeah this, well, this, we did our stats are hilarious i got a every once in a while i'll go through my comments just on my page and where you and i covered world war hulk mm-hmm. i think is what it was some guy got on there is like clickbait rubbish this is not the real movie and it says like fucking com- issues <laughs> one through six i'm like well, no shit, dude. Anyway, so, I got I, I got a view. So <laughs> it's not the brightest light bulb in the box. Is it? Oh, I, I got an even no. better one. Um, so occasionally, and I don't think I'm going to do these anymore. I don't know how helpful this is, but but it also engenders this reaction. So I told Jesse about this a while ago that I've I've spent a fair amount of money on Facebook ads for the podcast, and you know, like a t- ten dollars here, a couple dollars there, like nothing big. But you know, just trying to see if we can get the word out a little bit more, and and. The oh, Facebook, I saw this. The Facebook ads apparently allow allow for comments. So, I have gotten a string of hate mail from people. Oh no! And and not just because like I did one for the Pride comic that Sean and Alexis and I yeah. reviewed. Yeah, that one. Yeah. You know that one. I I knew was going to look when half the country hates the gays. You're gonna get people who were like, "Get this shit off my page." Um, you know, like okay, so fine. I don't know how They're that fired. happened. I really thought I was targeting like a very spe- specific audience for it, but I guess I don't know. Somehow it, it landed on people's pages that were that maybe LGBTQ allies, but still didn't need me promoting the Pride comic review on their Facebook page. But the funnier ones are the ones that are just in generally hate me. 
because I dared to advertise on their Facebook page. And I have gotten comments like, I hope you die. Leave us alone. Leave us alone, Jesse. I'm harassing people, is, is the interpretation. Yeah, as part of the Radulich and Broadcasting Facebook, uh, uh, I guess, team or whatever, you know, you've allowed me access to where I can see the messages that come in. Yeah. Uh, to to the So that most recent one, which I think happened last week, where somebody just decided that I, I, either we sent him a message, like, out of the fucking blue. I don't know if you saw this or not, but it was – it looked like we had messaged him saying, hey, how can we help you? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, how about you go back to fucking MySpace? And I'm like, whoa, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, bro, I am civ- I am a friendster person, all right? <laughs> So my favorite one recently was I did one a ways back And this might have been for the other feed That's how long ago So I did some of these Facebook ads And I guess they're still out there Or just now closing up shop And it was the one where I did I used the Peter Griffin grinding my gears meme And I think I redid it And it was like for over 15 It was was like the 15 year anniversary Of the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network And I said for over 15 years We've been grinding your gears Which I thought was funny Right? You know, we it rhymes. Yeah, we. I mean, we have a we have a you know a storied history of agitating people. So I thought that would be funny. And he and this guy wrote me. He was like, doesn't know how to use a meme correctly. Can't possibly be good content. I have questions now. <laughs> like, <laughs> in what way did I use the meme incorrectly? Number one. And number two, how do those two things equate? What constitutes good content? Like, I now I want I want to have this guy on the show and talk to him. I don't. <laughs> I think it would be fascinating to hear what this neckbeard has to say. Sounds like the guy's about as useful as a crocheted condom. I would agree with you. But considering what I do for a living is talk to idiots uh, who say, who have nothing of value to say, I think this conversation could be just above that. That's true. That, okay. <laughs> I feel like you have more to say, Jesse. Do you want to, do you want to share? Well, no, I, you're, Maybe he's tired of you, it. <laughs> I would ask you to. Uh, I would ask you to repeat it just so I could make sure that I heard you right. But uh, uh, I, I get the joke. <laughs> okay. So anyway, disinformation, search and destroy, and believe me, I really like the disinformation track. I thought it was really good. Um, I enjoyed the the Stooges cover of Search and Destroy. Believe me, is a little on the slow side, but <clears throat> overall, like it, this has been. A solid yet nondescript entry into the ministry catalog. What say you, Coop? Start with you this time so I don't cut you off again. Uh, You know, uh, as somebody who has not really experienced much of the catalog himself, uh, I felt like the first part of this album does do a good job of representing really how I imagine their music has been historically. Because judging from the past few albums and your reaction to them, that is definitely not how they typically are. Because there's definitely been a dearth of real creativity in a lot of their uh, more modern stuff. Uh, I will say, though, that I feel like this first half of the album's a real high watermark. Because after that, it is uh, cool, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it can be quite the uh, mm, shit stain. <laughs> Okay then, what do you think, Jess? Yeah, I, I, I mean, you, I'm going to echo exactly what you guys have said. I, it this information is is decent. Um, Search and destroy, I, which I, of course, surprise, surprise, I didn't know it was a cover. Um, it was 
it was done well uh, believe me slower as it uh, you know it becomes a slower paced song at that point and I honestly yeah as we reach the halfway point of the album the so- this album's 10 songs uh, we have five songs that are pretty decent and then really it just starts to fade uh, and look here's here's one of the probably and I haven't even read any reviews yet but one of the criticisms of this album has to be about the time frame that this album was released and versus when it was produced clearly there was a lot of anger towards president trump and his uh you know his presidency and all the stuff that went on with that but now here in 2021 we're we're kind of past don't say all the way past that but we're working our way past that we're kind of like okay well let's leave some of this shit behind and here you know here's uncle al ministry uh, just still bringing these things up when really do they matter okay look i understand he does not like president trump <laughs> all right give you that idea I, I I understand that, but how I mean, many he's tired people, of it? He is quite tired of it. Um, and we're only again again we're only we're not even a year outside of uh, of everything that's occurred. But you know, you're if you if you're making a song in 2021 about your your hatred for President Bush, um. It's it's not going to be timely. I, it, so that's why this feels kind of like, okay, man, we get it. You don't like him. We heard that on America Can't. On this album here, it's just the same stuff over and over again. Um, so I, you know, I understand his viewpoint of that he, you know, believes President Trump was. A, a wordsmith and was able to... I mean, that oh, song, word. believe me, a wordsmith... Wordsmith isn't the word that's, I've used. <laughs> he has all the best words. How about propaganda? I don't think you understand. Okay, sure, Yeah, whatever. charlatan. Well, believe me, is a, a, that is a specific track that is dedicated to the fact of what he was spouting was believed by so many. And that they just kind of fell in line. I mean, he, he mentions death cult in there, but you know, and a lot of that still resonates to today because I, I swear I just saw a, uh, a post about some QAnon people that were waiting for JFK jr. To arise from the grave. (laughs) I'm not, I am not kidding you folks. That is, that was on the news. Not the onion. No, that was on the news, that, followed by a drone shot of people leaving the graveyard. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty disturbing. But again, uh, so I, I just feel like, you know, you're, you're going to be beating a dead horse after this. Uh, and it doesn't stop with track six. I mean, if you want to hear some more clips of President Trump and what he had to say, just stay tuned because we, we've, got, uh, we've got a few. Um, but anyway, there you go. All right. Uh, when we come back from this next break, we will have Jesse, uh, 
talk about what the angry metal guy thinks of all this. How does that sound? Yeah, we'll find out. Now we'll find out. All right, here we go. Last four songs of the night, kind of a short album, but that's okay. Um, we've got Broken System, We Shall Resist, Death Toll, and TV Song Number Six. Life will never be the same. Life will never be the same. Yeah. 
That, uh, I'm bored of the second half of this album medley, so I played the new Juke Joint Jezebel 2021 single, and because Jesse can't tell me what to do, he's not my mother, uh, Mate Spawn and Die by Lard is brought to you by (laughs) AmazonMusic.com. Isn't that wonderful, Jesse? Oh, that is fantastic, Mark Radlich. I'm so glad you got that jello biafra lard in there for us to experience <laughs> yes Just sir great yeah Love it. we are giving away a free trial of the amazon music unlimited service so you can if you just heard mate spawn and die for the first time there's a really funny line in it it's like you can't you can't uh you can't throw me to the lions i am charlton heston and my friends always thought that was hilarious that just comes out of nowhere in the song as Whatever it is he's singing about during Mate, Spawn, and Die, he didn't just blurt out, you can't throw me to the lions, I'm Charlton Heston. You should crack us up constantly. <laughs> so if you're into Jello Biafra like I'm into Jello Biafra, or you just want to hear Jello the Opera, check out uh, getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network, and you can stream all the free music you like on Amazon Music. Isn't that wonderful, uh, Robert Cooper? I, you know, honestly, if there's one thing that can moisture my cloister, that would definitely be it. <laughs> but what does the angry metal guy think about all this, Jesse? Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, we'll save him for last because at least a couple quick reviews and some, some numbers to throw out there at you. Kerrang.com gives this album a four out of five, while oh, DistortedSoundMag.com gives it an eight out of ten. Uh, SonicPerspectives.com looks like it's leading with an 8.3. It's great, according to them. So that's 8.3 out of 10. Uh, and then we have the College of Baptist Ministers. Oh, wait a second. That's not right. That's the wrong. <laughs> Introducing a regular review of ministry. That's the wrong link. Um, oh boy, that's, uh, I have a feeling they're not going to be big fans of it. I don't know. I they probably think it. it's going to go to hell. <laughs> I I grew up in the South, damn it. That's the one thing I know about is the fucking Baptist church. You're still in the South. You haven't left North Carolina. Why are you acting like you moved to the big city? Because, for all the listeners know, I don't live there. But you do. Yeah, but they don't know that. They do now. Well, yeah, well, that's not the point. Now, see, if (laughs) if they didn't know, now they know... Because previously they could have thought I was from Montana. That's right, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. <laughs> Joe Mantanella. <laughs> but what's Wall this angry sound. guy? Yes. No. One more. Wall of Sound AU dot com gives us a seven out of ten. So, all right, angry metal guy, are you ready for this? All right, let's just go ahead and give credit where credit is due. Doctor A. N. Greer wrote this review on angrymetalguy.com 
And it doesn't matter who the reviewer is. They're always just the angry metal guy. But here you go. <laughs> last paragraph. Because of the last couple of tracks on the record, I cannot praise this release. That's yeah. a lot of real estate to fill up with pointless shit. Even by ministry standards. <laughs> even by ministry standards. Like ignoring like it all these complaints. Like musical inner like you know those musical interludes you get on concept albums? Like right. that's what the last part of the album felt like. Which is several yes. minutes long, by the way. I mean tracks seven through ten are six, four and a half, three and a half, three minutes. I mean, that's a good chunk of this album that, yeah, is real. Like, as a six-song EP, this would have been just fine. Cut yeah. the last that's- ten minutes off of this, and I think you got, like, a solid EP. Those last four tracks are really stupid. Death Toll has... I went to the lyrics. Death Toll has no lyrics. It's just the preachers. COVID-19! Like, are, are you know, they're banishing COVID-19, and apparently, you know, he's decided that that's where he wanted to target his you know his song which it's funny i mean where's yeah. covid that's 18 through one through 18 that's the <laughs> one through question. 18 that's right that's right the whole um, bowling then, green massacre that's where oh goodness so and tv song number six is just a continuation of of that and then telling like president trump to suck his dick and choke on it and it's like okay well we've been there with a few of the tracks earlier so anyway president trump president trump a middle a middle-aged bordering on senior citizen industrial music artist told you to suck his dick what's his name al jorgensen from ministry sir what are we gonna do who Uh, al yeah al jorgensen from ministry you mean one of the catholics no oh fuck uh no sir (laughs) total which ministry the baptist ministry right oh no I've lost my evangelical base. You haven't, sir. It's quite the opposite. Sir, I mean, they would yeah. never leave him anyways because they're mm-hmm. pretty much clinging on to the last vestiges of their fucking... He's he's upset. Ignore, like, back to the review. Ignoring these complaints, I rather enjoyed the album. The other seven tracks aren't without filler, but there's a handful of addictive choruses and some pleasing songwriting. If you're a fan, this will help you forget America can What? Why would you want to forget that? Anyway, the, the final ratings. they tired of it. They might have been tired of it. Robert Cooper, <laughs> I'm not tired of that joke. I'll tell you that much. No, Ray I'm going to run that thing into the ground so hard, you're going to think it's a shale. You're going to think that I'm drilling for shale. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half out of five, says the angry metal guy. Overall, the first six tracks I really enjoyed, and the seventh was, I kind of just regarded it as one long, annoying owl jerking off track. Which whatever I I'm, I'm I'm past the point of being angry about stuff like this. If this is what he wants to do, it's not like it's costing me money except for the monthly fee right. that I use for any for any for Amazon Music where I listen to my music. Um, <laughs> hey, we sh- they should sponsor us. He's digging for shill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Oh, I man, wish we were on. Li- I wish we were on stream uh, Streamyard right now. I would have hit the My Little Pony dr- rim shot. <laughs> well, as long as you don't hit the My Little Pony rim job, that's on Reddit. <laughs> Push that button. Tell me Boo. what that sounds like. Anyway, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, actually, you know what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I still have that one on here. Hang on. Oh, here we go. Wait. Uh, no, I don't. God damn it. I don't. I have Are You happened? Ready? No. I have Muppet News Flash and Music. And I have the Musical Chairs uh, thing. 
I uh, yeah. Ooh, chairs. I don't know why I'm playing it for you. You can't hear it. Um, <laughs> got it awful was, quiet. Feel the worst spirit. <laughs> Anywho, the worst sound effect ever. Yeah, um, I might actually I, have to listen to this podcast. I think when yeah. I redid the um, when I redid Spreaker, I um, I didn't re-upload the uh, the dead horse sound. Oh, way to go! Oh okay. no! Yeah, I might I have mean, to fix that, that. That's one of the hallmarks of our sound, sir. That is a it's on Streamyard. I have it on Streamyard. Have you have you not been on one of the Streamyard shows where my my new dead horse sound is Mungo punching out the horse from Blazing Saddles? Streamyard. Okay. That'd be a no. (laughs) Like, honestly, I don't know. All right. So, Coop, I will, before the next Metal Hammer of Doom in January, I will uh, will re-upload a a dead horse sound for you. Please do. Anyway, more more to the point, I, it's okay. Um, I, like I said, I really, it's like I really enjoy it. And then it's just the last 10 minutes. It's just Al jerking off on top of a snare drum into a microphone. And it's like. Whatever, if that's what makes you happy, not costing me anything, and I can stop listening to it if I really want to. But I, if I have to grade the album, I think for that reason alone, I gotta give it a C plus. You know, like it, it, the whole those last four tracks drag down the average, so it's like it's really, really good, and then you waste ten minutes on nonsensory, and and then it's like I can't give you a higher than a C plus. What do you think, Jesse Starcher? Yeah, I'll absolutely stand behind you and support that sentiment. Ooh. The yeah, <laughs> you feel my support. <laughs> um, I, yeah, man. I mean, uh, there's a reason why when you look at some of the stats here, Alert Level is probably one of the most pay- played tracks, along with Good Trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, there and and Search and Destroy, they're all really good. Um, I, but you you don't even approach that in that second half in the second half of this album. I respect ministry i respect uncle al with his uh with his viewpoint you know his uh, his political views are his own he's an artist he can do whatever he wants but i mean at at some point somebody's going to be like okay man we get it all right i understand you're upset you know mark let me ask you a real quick question can you name i mean top three ministry songs off the top of your head that you really really like thieves uh new world order and their cover of Roadhouse Blues. Do I, can, okay. I pick, well, can I pick a cover, or do I have to pick a third, like, original? Uh, go for an original. Um, Stigmata. Okay. All right. So, now this is probably not going to support my point at all, but of those that you picked, how many of those have a political bent to them? Oof. I'd say New World Order's probably got to. Yeah. <laughs> <I assume. laughs> Uh, well, uh, I mean, thieves, thieves, and liars, murderers, hypocrites, and bastards. It's a lot of repetition. Is he talking about song. politicians in that? Okay. Uh, well. When isn't he talking about politicians? And stigmata, <laughs> I. You tell me nothing but lies. Hate. Hate. I mean, I don't know. Um, okay. Those aren't. Look, I, okay. So I think the point that you're getting at is like, you know, his George Bush trilogy was like all politics. Um, mm-hmm. But then, that, that, but that's the thing. Like, he'll do he'll do an album where he focuses a lot on politics, and then he'll start to do other stuff, and then it's not nearly as good. And it's like, I wish he would talk about other things, and it'd be just as good. But it seldom happens. Like oh, his wow. non-Bush year stuff. Here, I'm gonna go all the way back here. Let's play a game. You ready to play a game? 
Wow, let's play it. I would have thought we wanted to end this podcast, but let's play games instead. (laughs) Um, Just like most white men, I don't finish. (laughs) That that sounds like a personal problem. Um, All right, hang on. I'll blame it on the depression. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Alrighty, Muse, um, alright, so starting with The Land of Rape and Honey, um, I mean, that's the, that, that was a very popular record in its time, that came out in 1988, that's got Stigmata on it, um, The Minel's a Terrible Thing Taste came out a year later, and I think that's the one that everyone started, that everyone starts to key into ministry, uh, this is where their fan base grew considerably, the big songs off of that one were... Um, Thieves and Burning Inside, and both of which are really good. And I, I would have to go back and tell you what they were about necessarily. But um, so what's also on there? People like that one a lot. But the, you know, but the one that made them big, the one that everyone pays attention to, the one that went platinum, and the only one I can see on this list that went platinum is uh, Psalm sixty nine, the way to succeed and the way to suck eggs. And that one had a whole bunch of singles on it, had a whole bunch of videos. Uh, this is where this was 1992, and this is where they you know they were doing world tours. People knew who Ministry w- was. This is when industrial music starts to break into the mainstream, and so you had songs on there: or NWO, Just One Fix, which is about drugs. Uh, Jesus built my hot rod, Scarecrow, what? Psalm 69. Yeah, I was just gonna say Jesus built my hot rod. I mean. You know, I, I know you really like that song. Uh, yeah. Of course, we don't really know what that's about. I mean, it's about ding ding dang my dang along ling long. <laughs> it, it's about it's about the church and how Jesus builds hot. Well, that's what I was going to say. Actually, it's it, you know that's kind of what I was going to say. It seems like if he's not criticizing, you know, Republicans, politicians, or the church, then you know it's kind of tough for him to come up with some good material Material, yeah so the next three albums all suck to one degree or another phil pig's okay but it's but this begins the the downward spiral dark side of the spoon is terrible and animositis somni somina someday i'll pronounce that right is it like insomnia is it like insomnia uh, i love that movie yeah no not really um i mean if i remember correctly the only one the only song i like on here is the light pours out of me which is a cover of another band so <laughs> this is not great. But then but then from 2004 to 2007 we get the George W Bush trilogy and these albums are great. Like I would just do a focus on those by themselves. Houses of the Mole, Rio Grande Blood and the Last Sucker are fantastic. Um and then Bush is out of office and we get <gasps> relapse during um during the Obama years and that sucks. And then we documented how bad From Beer to Eternity is on here. And then, you know, America can't. We're back into there's a Republican in a White House. It's 2018. And it's all like, you know, it's all we hate Trump, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then then this one, Moral Hygiene, which seems to have been a reaction to COVID-19, it sounds like. But also sort of cleaning up on the we're still mad about Trump, but we're never going to we're never going to not be mad about the Trump thing. I mean, to be fair, the man's not in office, but it's almost like he never left. It's a lot. That's all anybody fucking talks about. (laughs) All right. Anyway. I'm also not a fan of the Trump. (laughs) I I don't know if you can tell. (laughs) I could not tell. Anyway. I enjoy him about as much as the Dallas Cowboys. So, what did you think of the album? Let's close up shop here. But I fucking hate the Dallas Cowboys. 
hang on, but do you ah. see what I'm saying, Jesse? Like, I, I I get what you're talking about. Like, can he talk about anything else? No, apparently he can't because when he tries, it's terrible. Okay, all right, and I I I can see that. I mean, because most of the tracks that I enjoy from him, uh, you know, even though they do have a little bit of a political bent, and granted, I've only listened to this album and the last album and some of the stuff you played for me. Uh, I do I. I I like the sound of what I'm getting and mm-hmm. you know, you can't, my goodness, we're going to build a wall. I remember that being the <laughs> intro to America Kikants and I, it was, it's fun to kind of like, be like, okay, he's, he's kind of poking fun, but you know, it, it's going to get old for some people pretty quick. It's like, yeah. okay, dude, it, we're, we're exactly we're, have legs like, when you're we, not in the We time get period. it. Yeah, we get it. We don't, but you know, Whatever, that's fine. But I'll tell you, like, like that guy that commented on the America Can't twenty times, he he has an audience as niche as it is, and getting nicher by the day. It's it's like, you know, it was like we talk about this with wrestling. You can continue to do what you're doing, but you're only going to reach the audience you've already got. You're not going to make new fans. Like well, how listen. many how many people in the in the how many people from the ages of thirteen to twenty one in the past ten years? have caught on to ministry and really liked it. Like, what new fans is he making with this stuff? Well, and, and you got to think, on American, he was... There is a song specifically called Antifa. Mm-hmm. And it is... I mean, one of the lyrics, if I remember correctly, is Antifa's the shit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you're... You're definitely putting a political flag out there and saying this is where I this is where I stand. Right. And some people would probably say that's a bit of a, that's a, that's a bit of an extreme stance. But I'll tell you the problem with Fun bands like Ministry. I'll, I'll let Coop in on after this. This is the last thing I'm gonna say about this. The problem with bands like Ministry is the same problem you have with movies that the critics like. Just because the critics like your movie and you know and you get a high score on Rotten Tomatoes because the aggregate is most of the critics gave it a high score, um, doesn't mean people are going to go see your movie. Like there are plenty of movies that get high scores on Rotten Tomatoes that nobody saw because nobody cares. Yes, and nobody's interested. I, mean, I saw it because I am an auteur. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, but like you know, like Nomadland won all the Oscars. How many people made it a point to? I mean, and that one was available on Hulu. How many people made it a point to watch to, to watch that movie because the critics rated it so highly and because it was an Oscar winner? I, and I that's the not. problem with you know with bands like Ministry is the pool of people out there saying that your music is great doesn't necessarily translate to more fans. You know, you're you know when you're like Antifa is great, great. You're preaching to the choir, but who else is gonna? But how, it's like here. Here is more to the point that I'm I'm trying to make. The people that the people that are like, yeah, I'll, you know, like they 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 might see him perform live or you know or whatever. It's like, yeah, great. We're 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 happy that you're saying these things. We agree with you, but we're not going to spend any money on your merch or your albums. That's what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. Like, just okay. because you connect with this group of people doesn't necessarily mean they're going to take the next step and buy any of your crap like they're just passively enjoying your message because that gives them like social media credentials <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. it gives them like twi- mm-hmm. like twitter cred like oh yeah we agreed with the guy who hates trump and that means what exactly in terms of like spending money on this band it means nothing because they yeah. don't spend it what yeah. penetration do you really get beyond the 
three seconds of a cultural blip that is right. modern society. Right. And that's the thing is, is like th- that's why I was comparing it to film critics because film critics don't spend money on these films. They get screeners. They're invited. They're invited to private screenings for the purposes of review. So if a hundred critics saw your movie and gave it all one hundreds on, on on Rotten Tomatoes, you didn't still make any money off of that because you gave the movie away for free for the purposes of review. Go ahead, Jesse. Sorry. Well, no, that's fine. I, I, and the other thing is, I was going to say, yeah, you're saying I, you know, I hate Trump. You're the majority of the people uh, that that are your fans are going to say the exact same thing, or, or maybe not even. There's a lot of other people that may not be your fans, but your opinion is it, it can it's going to be just an inside an echo chamber, All right? Uh, so you know, and. and when we get the clip show towards the end of this thing, it's like, what are you saying, dude? I mm-hmm. mean, what what are you trying to say that you haven't already said? Okay, uh, listen to the fu- listen to the funny preachers say they've elim- uh, eliminated COVID nineteen. I okay, uh, you we, know, I'm glad you've made your point. I was thinking we both have kids, and you know, do you think? You know this this band that's been around since the '80s is going to find a target audience in any of our children. <laughs> I don't know. Well, definitely not. Any I don't. Of my children. I I know that you know they would most likely find some of this some of that stuff pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, which maybe I'm looking at it like okay, maybe he's not just trying to be political here. Maybe he's just trying to make a joke. Which uh, all right, fine. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if Al has, has a know. sense of humor. Al may, have, Al may have drained the sense of humor from his body when he was pulling out the needles of heroin. Ooh. <laughs> All right. On that note, Coop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know what's really funny, though? I find it very interesting that we managed to get more conversation out of just, I guess, the critical interaction with the band and their overall, I guess, performance and legacy in a way than we sure. did the actual album. Tells you a lot because about the I album, mean, doesn't it? the album is very simple. It's like it's mm-hmm. like an action movie. You ever watched an action movie and tried to explain it to somebody why you liked it, and you're like, <laughs> "Ah, the fucking action's cool." Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you, in quotes, like you know, you're quoting what the what the hero said in the movie. That was probably what I would do with this album. I'd be like, "Hey, uh, did you hear Uncle Al? Uh, you know, used a clip from uh, Trump going to build the wall." Yeah, I'll listen, listen, I'll play it for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially. And uh, but yeah, I mean, for me in this album, like honestly, there were parts of it that I really enjoyed. I really feel that uh, you know there was there's some really good moments in this album. Like really, that first half, uh, the first half, a lot of that was really good. I really enjoyed what he was going with. The beat was good. Like you know, there was actual lyrical work instead of just the occasional clip show. You know, it was nice. It was different than what I'd previously experienced and then we hit the last half of the album that essentially just kind of you know just turned into some video some weird video game radio station TV song number six felt like it was a surgical meth machine song it probably was oh you haven't heard the other five TV TV songs Jesse oh Oh, okay. Well, I don't plan to. Yeah, like I, the, the, <laughs> there's a part of me just for, just because I'm a dick that now wants to do a medley of TV songs, but I've already shut down Spotify, and that would take too long. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to check them out then. So this, yeah. these are continuations or a theme throughout most of the other so- uh, albums then? Yes, sir. Very much so. Okay. And it's all the same stupid nonsense. It's, it's, you think I'm bad with like playing songs on, you know, as a medley? There's Al just like, I want to put all these, all these samples together. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help myself. 180 beats per minute. It's a really good, (laughs) it's a really good thing with his propensity to mix samples that he is not in the medical field. (laughs) I'm going to need a rim shot sound. All right, speaking of rim jobs, uh, that's well, the end of this show. You know, as a kid, I used to think that was just what happens when you needed to get your uh, tires clean. So I kept talking about how my stepdad needed a rim job. I'll bet. All right. Um, that's horrible. So no Metal Hammer of Doom for the rest of the month unless, unless two things. One, Jesse and Robert get uh, ambitious and do one without me. I have nothing scheduled for the rest of November. However, we do have some re-airs coming up. We've got a re-air of Metallica St. Anger and a re-air of Celtic Frost uh, Cold Lake. They're both going to be over the Thanksgiving holiday, so get ready for that. The next time I will be doing a Metal Hammer of Doom, I can't speak to what these two jabronis are going to be doing. Um, oh, also the Rocky Four soundtrack. Uh, that'll be re-aired on the 12th when the Rocky Four Director's Cut hits theaters. Dude, I am so ready for that. Me too. I've, I have marked my calendars. So the next, I don't know what I'm working that day. It's exciting. <laughs> the metal, the next Metal Hammer of Doom that we'll be doing live will be our Christmas show, believe it or not. That at least that I'll be a part of. Uh, we're doing a very poppy Christmas. So um, it's going to be a collection of... Uh, the Very Poppy Christmas EP, which is four songs. The Eat NXT soundtrack, which is five songs. I'm going to have to kill all the things she said because we've already played that one when we did the Poppy album. Fear of Dying single and Choke, which is five songs. Uh, so that's our Christmas That's our Christmas show, Jesse. What do you think about that? That sounds exciting. Yeah, what do you think, Robert? Uh, I mean, I am fully ready to hear her cult members <laughs> commenting on our shit and wanting to ingest her bathwater. Yes. And then after that, we've got a straight run of uh, Metal Hammer of Dooms for you. Uh, we will have um, over Christmas, we'll have a re-airing of Heavy Saurus, their Christmas yeah. album that we did. <laughs> yeah, the Heavy Source album where I showed up halfway through and realized I listened to the wrong one because yep. I don't fucking speak Finnish. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing selections from the Lord of Versity eight or seven song, oh, seven wow. album box set that they're releasing. So that'll be the 29th of December. Um, where we have a re-air of our Weird Al show on January 1st. That's New Year's Day. <clears throat> And then we are back to semi-regular shows again, January 5th, with the Cybertronic Spree, Volbeat, uh, the Night Flight Orchestra, yes, Battle Beast, the Browning, Jesus Christ, uh, the Browning, let's think of the trousers, and then a and then a break, um, another break. <laughs> And then what else do I have here? Uh, then Jess, then a Legion. Jesse is making us do that one. 
called yes. Damned them. Damned them. Damned them. Get them, jit them. Um, get them, jammed them. A re-airing of our Bloodsvept. Uh, a re-airing of our Bloodsvept review. Plus, on St. Patrick's Day, we have a very special surprise for you. I don't want to talk about it right now, but we have a very special surprise set up for you for St. Patrick's Day. I'm very excited about it. And then, yes. And then we got Sabaton. We'll have Robert Winfrey on for that because he loves him some Sabaton. And then finally, March 29th, and that's as far as I've gotten in the calendar. We have two Metal Hammer of Dooms for you. Two Metal Hammer of Dooms. Can you believe it, Jesse? I cannot believe it. First, we're going to be doing. We're going to have some fun finally. After all these months, we're we're finally going to have some fun. We're going to review the Hard School EP by Guns N' Roses. But then that's not all. We're going to do a Guns N' Roses retrospective. How do you like that? Oh, I cannot wait. That's going to be some... I'm going to be uh, you know, having a little bit of fun with Mr. Brownstone. <laughs> We're going to dance with Mr. Brownstone. He's been knocking. He won't leave me alone. <laughs> Neither will Guns N' Roses and the fucking music media jacking them off constantly. Shut up. Um, it wasn't like back in the day. Get in the ring, Robert Cooper. Get in the ring, motherfucker, and I'll kick your bitchy little ass. <laughs> I mean, you probably could. I don't get in the many fights. I'm good at talking my way out of them. <laughs> and then um, our, the last one I'm going to tell you about, it's going to be uh, part of our WrestleMania week coverage. Got a lot of re-airing, a lot of WrestleMania shows, that we're wrestling-related shows, rather, that we're going to be doing on the network. Um, and one of the new recordings that we've got going on is Macho Man Randy Savage. Be a man, Jesse. Be a man, Holt. This is a great album. I can't wait to talk about how, you know, underrated it is. Because it seriously is underrated. Yes, sir. So, as part of our WrestleMania coverage that week, we will review on the Metal Hammer of Doom, Macho Man, Be a Man. We might have to get Pat Mullen on for that. I would love to hear his take on it. Um, If you haven't had an opportunity to check out our re-airing of our WrestleMania wrestling theme, our WrestleMania week, uh, we did a show just on wrestling themes with Pat Mullen. That was a fun show. Have you gone back and listened to it again? It's been a while. It's been a while. We, uh, we had, Pat picked some real doozies on that one. Um, not the least of which was not, it wasn't rap is crap. He did the other one by the West, West Texas rednecks, which was really funny. Remember that? I do remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Well, that was a lot of fun because, uh, I can't remember what I brought to the table. Cause we all got to pick our own stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, it's. Oh we man. actually joked How about that. How long ago was that? We actually joked about that on the show because, like, we all agreed to a set amount of songs, and then I picked like twenty of them, and Pat was like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> it was Damn it was Martin. very amusing. Um, anyway, that's it. That's our that's uh, that's all the plugs for me. Uh, check out our Limp Biscuit review that we did on Halloween night, where uh, I accused Jesse of being a liar, and and then I was hoisted by my own batard. <sighs> Can't talk fucking logic to this man. <laughs> I'll listen uh, to shit. I'll listen to shit, common, Jesse. <laughs> common sense, damn it. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and slide my plugs in here real quick. I'll oh, slide, slide right them in. in slide, slide, right slide in slippity slide. I, I will tell you that Cooper and I got together and talked about Eternals. So, if you want to be prepared, you could be somewhat prepared for this upcoming. Eternals movie that's going to be dropping here. Well, it's this. It's this week, right, Mark? Yeah, uh, tomorrow. As a yep. matter of fact, is the, when the early previews start. So, not only did we get to talk about Eternals this past Monday, but we talked about Eternals from Neil Gaiman. 
That's right. The one, the only Neil Galen uh, seven issue was six, but it had to be seven because we didn't want to end it with, uh, hey, Eternals, you got to register for the uh, superhero act. Okay, that's not uh, that's that's kind of how issue six ended, but they wanted to wrap it up a little bit better. So yeah, Mark, we were in the middle. I don't know if you listened to the show, but we were in the middle of Civil War when that uh, series was dropping, and they had oh, really? to make sure you knew that. Yes, <laughs> Iron Man was like, hey, uh, you Eternals, you need to register. And they're like, uh, the fuck if we do. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> no, the fuck uh, we don't. But anyway, <laughs> check that out. That uh, that aired this past Monday, and then of course, uh, Chris Armstrong and I got together and did a six-part Rise of the Midnight Suns focus for unspoken issues. Uh, nice short twenty-minute podcast. We shot for 22. There was one episode that was 22 minutes and 22 seconds as the most Zen podcast you could ever. I think it's about a billion downloads right now, Mark. Just be prepared. <laughs> one billion downloads because of how Zen that podcast was. Uh, you may not see it actually in your in your uh, stats there, but don't worry. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Chris Armstrong and I talked about Morbius. We talked about Ghost Rider. We talked about. Johnny Blaze, uh, I mean, the Darkhold Redeemers. What a great series that was. I'd never read it. I know Chris actually said on the podcast he reads it. But he's read it probably about uh, five or six times. So it's one of his favorite series. Had a fun time talking about that. And, oh, I cannot forget. Oh, my goodness. Source material dropped on Halloween with Power Rangers, A Nightmare on Elm Street. And, hey, I, I, you know, I, first off, I just want to say, absolutely go check that podcast out because it's bat, it's batshit crazy it's a web comic and it was done pretty well all right yeah i Two i listened i listened to it and you you guys did a great job of talking about it. it was very entertaining but the plot of that thing gave me a fucking headache and, and oh by the way <laughs> i i like alexis a lot i i don't mean this with any malice but hearing her explain the finer points of power rangers lore made me want to throw her down a flight of stairs <laughs> And then hey, shove now, her broken body into a locker. Is very deep and diverse. Ugh, well, I, I was going to say, we have a man on the podcast right now that was probably, I would say, he he should have been on that podcast. Uh, Coop would definitely have been like, oh yeah, I know what does. Uh, I, know oh, yeah. that well, I mean, did the is. pumpkin wrapper appear? Oh, no, God. the pumpkin wrapper did not appear. Ah. But I, I did want to tell you, Coop. But and before we get out of here, and I don't want to, I'll turn it over to you here for your plugs, Coop. But on Halloween night. Uh, our good buddy Justin Thomas. He's been on the he's been on the podcast a couple times before. Uh, not this one, but on the network, I should say. Anyway, he came over and he showed me that on Tubi, T U B I, the streaming service, you can watch all I, I assume all of the seasons of Tokusatsu or what is it called, Power Rangers. You're Zura. talking about yeah, you're talking about the original Super Sentai stuff. Yeah, love not, that shit. Not well. 90 it was 92's uh uh Power Rangers Zero Ranger or whatever it was. Yeah, anyway, Zero Ranger. So I, yeah, that's that's what uh Power Rangers is based off of. Got it. Got it. So we watched he made me watch the first episode which was pretty crazy. To actually watch a Power Rangers well, you know what they, well I should say what they built Power Rangers around and all the plot mm -hmm. that you don't get. So got to watch that and he was like, "Oh, we got to check this out too." And he made me watch um oh shit. Help me out. Ultraman, Ultra Q. We watched oh, Ultra, Ultra Q, Q. Yeah, the one from yeah. the uh, 60s. Yes, yes. We watched the very first episode of that. So I knew yeah. you would. Uh, it's actually get a kick really, out of that. I really enjoy Ultra Q. No joke. I have a coworker that's like 
towards I think he's like 55 and the other day he did a uh, he did the the ultra beam he did that you know that pose and yeah. I was like Jay what the hell are you doing the ultra beam for and he stopped he goes wait you know what that is I was like yeah he's like that's from my childhood that shows from like the 70s I'm like I know isn't it great that's uh, awesome that is awesome well they're you all on Tubi all apparently uh, deserve to be are. shoved in lockers well that's fine <laughs> You know what? That locker shall be my home. <laughs> Terrific. Your your uh, your plugs, Coop. You got the you got the floor, sir. Uh oh, good. Uh, my my friend does uh, my my friend Hannah. She does uh, remind me why I'm sober like every once in a while. It's been like a few months though, so I don't know if she's actually going to do more. Can you please plug an active that, podcast? What? Can you plug an active podcast? Uh, I was on source material with Jesse Starcher. Too. Oh my God! Can you, plug, can you plug something we haven't already plugged? Robert Winfrey. Uh, I mean, I'm not Robert Winfrey. You are when I you plug things we've already talked Coast. about. Pardon? You are when we pl- when you plug things we've already talked about. Well, I mean, I was joking because I don't. Oh have my God! Else like the prostitute said to the English solicitor, "Finish already." See, white men. We're talking about him again. <laughs> But no, otherwise, uh, just like just like Thanksgiving dinner, I'm done. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for joining us here in the Middle Hammer of Doom. For Jesse Starcher, for Robert Cooper, I'm Mark Radledge. Be well, be safe, and behave. <laughs>